Hello and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I am Alana here with Jamie. How are you, Jamie? I'm very well. How are you? <laughs> I am good. Oh, you know, so, I just noticed. There we go. <laughs> I just noticed something. So my mm. coffee mug, if, if this makes mm. it onto uh, to YouTube, my coffee mug matches my top. Your coffee and, mug is mm-hmm. like one of my absolute favorites. It's your iHeart <laughs> NY. Yeah, like, it's already eerie, starting to chip away, but oh lucky well. sweater pink. I know. <laughs> I love that color, and I love the I love the mug. Yeah, that's cool. So we we're very coordinating today. We are so coordinated. So, and I'm jealous because you have your prayer plant in the background. Did I tell you what the puppy did to mine? <gasps> no, it oh. is bad. Okay, so here's a plug for YouTube. I'm holding it up. So this one was my fullest and biggest. She I mean, got out of the crate. One, yeah. It's okay. She got out of, I mean, it had probably like eight um, individuals and now it's like down to one and a half. It was really sad. So did but she just dig it up? Was she going to eat it or just play with it? She or? got into a lot of my plants one Sunday. Yeah. She somehow, the crate wasn't closed all the way, but the she was in my office and the door was closed. So she just kind of went to town. It was oh, no. very, very sad. Kind of like, so, yeah, plant carnage. Yeah. I remember really when was. Archie was little, mm-hmm. I had a plant. It was like a little tree, um, like a little... I don't remember what kind of tree, like a little fig tree or something. I had uh-huh. gotten it when our oldest, who is now 17, was born. Mm-hmm. And remember, it was just yeah. a little potted tree. Yeah. It had been through a lot. It had been through moves from Las Vegas to Arizona to Alaska. Yeah. It had never really grown, but it had gone through multiple stages survived. of almost dying and then getting like <laughs> one leaf back. <laughs> so Archie put the final nail in that poor little tree's Aww, coffin. Poor baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, I, I am super excited about our episode today. So we Me are too. moving into summer schedule. And for a lot of us, that, that really does come with a totally different mindset, whether you've got big kids, little kids, no kids, grown kids, grandkids. Summer often uh, just the schedule changes. And so we wanted to chat about how that impacts our prayer life. Yeah. Now you said you had a just for fun question. I do. So my just for fun. So maybe before we get into the discussion, which uh, I'm excited about too. I am too. Yeah. Okay. So what it was your favorite summer memory? Oh, what is your favorite summer memory? So we would, I grew up in Maryland near the Chesapeake Mm -hmm. Bay and they had, um, we, we always, our family was pretty extended. My mom had, mm-hmm. um, a brother and a sister, my grandparents, bunch of cousins, eventually their mm-hmm. kids. And we used to all get together all the time. Like for every, every for every family occasion, yeah. we would get together every birthday. Like we were always getting together and my uncle had a pool. And so I think my favorite childhood summer memories involved going to his house and, they would set up this big picnic table and put newspapers on it. And we would steam blue crabs, which is like, you know, the Maryland thing. If you don't know what blue crabs are, um, they're, you know, like regular crabs. They're not the big king crabs or Mm Dunganus crabs. They're just little blue crabs, but it's, it's like a, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like a big, um, fish boil or something in Uh in the South, you know, like where you lay everything out on the table, only it's just crabs. And then, you know, you have other, everybody brings sides. There's a big potluck Mm -hmm. and everybody's, and yeah, it was really fun. And 
um, there's actually, I came to this kind of sad realization like uh, many years ago that my kids don't know how to like shuck a crab basically. Right. They, don't know how to, <laughs> they don't know the process because there's a very, it's everybody's got their yeah. own process. It's mm-hmm. kind of an art. It's kind of a, a science. And so I'm really, I'm looking forward to someday, hopefully before too long, being able to take my kids back there because they haven't been back to Maryland in so long and we've never been back there in the summer together. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Mine is kind of similar. Mine's West coast. So I grew up in California with lots of cousins right around my age and my brother's age. And we would do trips to the beach. Um, It was like Bay area. So it wasn't like hot beaches, you know, we got really, really cold, but it was still very, very fun. So that's, yeah, that's probably a a big summer memory. And then coming home to grandma and grandpa's just full of sand (laughs) and they kept a very, very tidy home. So we had to get like very, it was almost like getting scrubbed in before we could go into the house. Decontamination of, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So yeah, no, summer is great, but like we mentioned, it does bring change in schedules. Um, And I guess since I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this maybe in, you know, December or something. This is stuff. Basically, the question, the bigger question or the more general question is, what tips do we have to continue with our prayer lives when our schedule does change? So this can mean mm-hmm. you are in the midst of a move or you've switched jobs. So a lot of these tips, you don't have to be experiencing spring to summer for them to apply to you. No. And you know, I also, this also applies and maybe this is a total, I don't, this is probably a totally different episode. Um, but I was just, uh, I was just reading from, uh, a woman that was actually part of our conference, Lori Ann Wood, and her book's name is Divine Detour. If you were part of our conference, in January, you just got to hear her incredible testimony about um, very unexpectedly finding out that she was in heart failure, basically, and her journey. Mm-hmm. She recently, um, I've been seeing a lot of her posts because she her book just came out. Um, she came on the podcast, too, just to have a regular episode if you want to look back for Lorianne Wood. But um, she recently had a second, or I don't know if it, she's probably had more than that, another heart surgery. And she's just spoken recently about the changes in her life. Like she sleeps later than she would like because she doesn't have as much energy. She goes to bed earlier than she would like. Her life Mm -hmm. looks completely different in this new season. So my long way of getting there was to say that I feel like in times like this, um, you know, like we're talking about going from a a school year or a work Mm -hmm. year or just a regular fall, spring um or fall, winter, springtime into summer, um, into this summertime season, there are other seasons, including like just seasons of life that might be permanent or Mm -hmm. semi-permanent, um, having children after being single for a long time. How do we deal with those things? So I think I took a really long way around getting, getting around to that, but that's Mm kind of what I'm getting at is this applies to everybody and it's not just seasonal. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk specifically about seasons first, and then we can pull out some generalities. So one thing, you know, like I said, growing up in California, 
we didn't really experience seasons. I remember I got a calendar. I I was in middle school and I got a calendar and the February picture was of a snowman. And I thought that was just ridiculous (laughs) because to me, I pictured snow in December with Christmas And then, so we, you know, like in my mind, even areas that got snow that happened in December. (laughs) So not growing up with real extreme seasons. And then of course, now being in Alaska where it's, you know, early May when we're recording this and we still have, our backyard is still probably 75% covered in snow. This is our first week we've seen any grass. Well, we were, we were supposed to have bike to school day today. Eva was so excited and she's getting all her stuff ready. I'm looking out the window now and it's, it's coming down like crazy snow. Oh, it's already snowing. Yeah. It's snowing hard right now. So yeah, yeah, you just never know. One thing I've come to appreciate is the rhythm that comes just in your day-to-day life from the seasons. I think it's more extreme for us here in Alaska and it was especially extreme. We lived in a in a small Alaskan community that was pretty homestead based for several years where my husband was a pastor there. And in that case, it was even more pronounced because you work really, really hard in the summer doing all your gardening and you've got a really short window to get it all in. In the fall, you work really, really hard doing the hunting, the meat prepping, and then all of the canning and freezing And winter, you basically just get to hole up and try to stay warm. (laughs) And I think there is something really beautiful about those changes in seasons. And I think the more you live in kind of industrial or office life, the less you experience that, right? Because, you know, let's say someone listening has a nine to five, they do it 12 months a year, right? In their mind, it might be like, no, every single day I've got to get up. I've got to do the same commute. I've got to do the same stuff at work. But our bodies really are designed for some seasonality, right? So that's why a lot of us, we gain some weight in the winter. And once summer comes, you know, hopefully (laughs) we're able to lose at least some of that, you know, like, so even our, our bio rhythms, or I think the other reason why it's so extreme for us up here to appreciate the seasons is where we are at the darkest of the winter, it's only barely light out from about 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., right? And even then, it's not like really bright. It's right. twilighty bright. <laughs> and in the summer, we're all ready to wear, we don't need to drive with headlights basically ever. Ever. Um, <laughs> and the kids you know? are just like, the other day we were out and they're playing basketball. I said, okay, it's time to come in. And they're like, Why? It's like mm-hmm. almost 10 o'clock. It's a school yeah. night. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like parent of the year, kids playing basketball uh-huh. until 10 on a school night, but you just forget. <laughs> you forget. Yes. Yeah. So I think that it's important to recognize that our bodies are designed to be seasonally rhythmic. And I think there's some real beauty to that. I think about that a lot with my creativity and how it ebbs and flows. And I, I do kind of assign seasons to it, right? Like it doesn't necessarily correspond to the seasons of the year, but when I'm in that really excited first draft mode, like that's my spring, (laughs) that's my like new energy. And by the time I need to like wait for edits and stuff, I'm getting toward fall and then winter comes and I'm, 
I'm not doing anything with that book. I'm just waiting for ideas for the next one. But that time of lying fallow is also really, really important. I love that. I And, you know, I think just you talking about your time experiencing a more homestead kind of life mm-hmm. and what that did, I mean, that's where we come from. I mean, right yes. now in, in our modern society right now, that's artificial. And yeah. I think we almost feel guilty about embracing rhythms, whether mm-hmm. it's hormonal rhythms, whether it's yep. natural rhythms of the seasons and cycles, whether it's mood rhythms, whether it's mm-hmm. whatever. I think I think um, energy rhythms throughout the day or the week or the month or the year. Um, yeah, I think that it, it, it we have tried to control so much of our environment and mm-hmm. we spend so much time in controlled climate controlled light controlled yes. everything controlled space mm-hmm. and for those of us that aren't homesteading you know I do garden and I and we do camp so we have an urgency mm-hmm. in those things but not yeah. for homesteading not because yeah. we need to fill the freezer because mm-hmm. that's we we pretty much have established ourselves with this idea that oh well we have a year round life and yes, there are different yes. seasons, but that's an inconvenience. I right. think there's a real benefit to kind of going back to, you know what God designed if it, every single thing that you look at from birth to death, from the seasons, from mm-hmm. the cycles of the moon and the stars yeah. and the earth and the universe, you know, it's all cyclical and we can learn mm-hmm. something from that by embracing it, I think, and getting yeah. excited about becoming more sensitive to those changes and being open and willing to adapt to them rather than fighting against them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And yeah, so let's talk about, there is some stress that comes when things change. I think we can all recognize when your schedule changes, it's really stressful. Or, you know, up here in Alaska, a lot of workers like are up on the slope for two weeks and then they come home for two weeks. And you know, that's disruptive to the whole family too, right? So like you're a wife and your husband's gone for two weeks, you get used to that schedule, then he's home for two weeks. And then you get used to that just in time for him to, you know, to go back. So Mm -hmm. I think first off, the first sort of rule or takeaway is to recognize that when your schedule changes, there is some stress and, and it's not even bad stress, right? Imagine, um, you just got married and you're super excited to start your new life with your husband, but that still is stressful. Even if you have a great relationship and you're both very, very excited about your life together, there still is physical and emotional stress that comes from changing your routine. And so I think it's important to give yourself a little bit of grace, especially for the first few weeks. So we learned this pretty well from homeschooling because we did take summers off. And then we would basically, I learned that we weren't going to go from there, there's zero homework (laughs) and zero homeschool to now we're learning six hours a day, right? We weren't just going to wake up one day and I'm talking, you know, early elementary school kinds of things. We weren't going to just wake up one day and completely change it. So the way we did it then is, okay, so it's maybe it's mid-August. Let's start doing reading time once a day for a week or two. And then once the kids adjusted to that, it's okay. And now let's add some math in a couple times a week. So we would kind of ease into it and that can help, but not everybody has that 
luxury, right? So let's talk to the mom whose kids are in school. Your kids are either in school or they're not, right? It's not as, and and for a lot of moms, I don't know when we're airing this, like May is a really busy time of year for school parents. You know, there's all the end of the year concerts and activities and spirit days, and it can be pretty exhausting. Yeah. No, it definitely can. And I think you know, just be anticipating and being aware that change is coming can mm-hmm. be really beneficial because if you just acknowledge it, I mean, that at least yes. gets it out there. Mm-hmm. You mention it to the people that are involved, like your kids. So I usually have this talk with my kids right after, right, right before school starts back up in January after Christmas break. Um, like, Hey guys, this is going to be hard. Like I've just noticed Mm -hmm, in the last mm -hmm. 10 years or so of my kids being in school, coming back from Christmas break, especially in Alaska, especially because Mm -hmm. it's dark, especially because we're typically somewhere we travel a lot of times to visit family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've been busy. You've been somewhere where it's not cold, where it's not dreary, probably Mm -hmm. like in North Carolina or Las Vegas or, you know, where our family live. Um, but just this is going to be hard and it's okay. And, yeah. and not, um, not to anticipate that it's going to be ugly, but just, this is going to be hard to get through, but we can mm-hmm. find ways to make it fun. We can find ways to mm-hmm. make it not just manageable, but enjoyable. Let's look for yeah. things to look forward to. If you wake up and you're having one of those days where you're just totally blah, let's create something to look forward to. Let's Look for the blessings and the fun things and the good things in this season that we can embrace about where we are and, and this, you know, even the schoolwork that's coming back into picture. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, I think it really is good to, to name it and talk about it just to get everyone ready and on board and then maybe make provisions of some sort, whatever that looks like, whether it's, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to ease into this, um, for homeschool, we're going to ease into yeah. this this way gradually, or mm-hmm. we can't, we don't have the luxury of easing into it. This is how we're going to make it fun anyway, even though it feels hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I went to a college tour for a school that I was looking into back when I was in high school and it was out in Massachusetts. I think it was Mount Holyoke and it was like pretty, pretty area. I was probably there in the fall because that seems to be like when you're traveling, looking at schools and stuff. Yeah. And they had a tradition where on the most beautiful day of the fall, the president would announce, they called it like hike a mountain day or something. But basically it was just announced that morning, this is a beautiful day and all of your classes are canceled. And so you never knew when it was coming, but you knew oh, it was going to so be there. Fun. And we do that, you know, back when we were, when I was more involved in the homeschooling, now the kids are kind of doing a lot of online classes and mostly ish in charge of their own schedule and stuff. And it's not like my teenagers get excited if I say, Hey, let's go to the playground back when they did get excited about that kind of stuff, especially in May, because we have such a short window where it's gorgeous in Alaska and the mosquitoes aren't horrible yet. And so I kind of adopted that mentality. It was like, if, if it's a beautiful day, everything else can be backburnered, right? So we wouldn't necessarily take homeschool off, but 
a chance to go and meet friends at the park would always trump, no, we got to sit and read this history book, you know, and or read the history book in the park because right. you, know, you can do that too. But yeah, yeah, just taking the whole day off sounds more fun though. Let's do that. It, it kind of does. <laughs> you know, and so I don't know, let's, let's tie it into prayer, prayer lives. Yeah. Um, let's say that you're, you're a mom and part of your routine is you get the kids off to school and then you have your little bit of quiet time. You've got the house to yourself. You've got some time with God. You've got time to kind of ease into your day. Um, you know, so in that case, yeah, things are going to look different. You've got, let's, let's just hypothetically, let's say your kids are real little, you know, and they wake up and it's 7 a.m. the first day of summer and they want to do everything. And you kind of miss that. Oh, I sort of liked that easing into my day. I sort of missed that. I got this quiet time with God. I would say first off is don't feel guilty for having time with your kids. You know, kind of like I never felt guilty when we skipped homeschool right. for time outside together because that's that's really important too. Um, and so... I don't know. That's my first, it, this is a hard topic because I know we have listeners in like every single stage of life, right? So like, I don't want to just talk to the moms with young kids who are off to school, but you know, that's, that's an example of, especially for the first couple of weeks when you have a major schedule change, I think it's important to, yeah, give you and your family some grace, maybe have a little bit of more fun than normal. I think about lockdown when it first started, you know, and we did the whole, okay, well, let's just stock up on food because we don't know how long this is going to last. And we got this huge, like five or seven pound bag of this like generic brand fruity dino cereal. And we never do like we, we hardly even have cereal in the house. Like, but if we do, it's, you know, it's pretty boring, like Cheerios or something. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But we, we knew like this is a huge, massive life change. Yeah, let's get this huge, disgusting bag of really sugary junk. So uh, I'm not saying that, you know, we all need to go out on the first day of summer, you know, give everybody cavities. But <laughs> I think there can be a sense of things that maybe you would not permit. Maybe you can be a little bit more lenient towards while you're in this. And that, that applies to you, too. Maybe in general, you're not the kind of person to sleep in, but... It's just been daylight saving time and you're tired. Go ahead and give yourself a little bit of, or you've just gotten back from a really um, exhausting week of working a lot of overtime. It's okay to give yourself some leniency as well as your family, some leniency. I agree. And, you know, I think it goes back to what we always talk about of, you know, pray outside the box. Don't, mm -hmm. don't feel like if your routine, um, whether you're a mom or not, summer tends to be a time when there are more opportunities to mm -hmm. get out and do stuff. And yep. so if your prayer routine looks different, um, so I'm going to say something maybe mildly controversial. 
Yay. So, right? Don't we just live stick for your neck moments? out? I'm I, I kind of do because I always like it when it's your neck and not mine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it, take one for the team today. Um, I love it. So, our family doesn't always go to church on Sunday during the summer due to camping. Like, we mm -hmm. will sometimes be out of reach for the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard time with that at first because um, I kind of for many years of our marriage and raising kids, I was like, well, you, you know, you get back for Sunday, you know, that's just what mm -hmm. we would do. Um, I mean, obviously if we go on vacation for an extended period of time, but not like, you know, several, mm -hmm. several weekends during the summer, you don't just leave and just stay away for the weekend when you could come back. And, mm -hmm. um, but we do. And I, I had a hard time with that for a little while. And at this point, I have gotten to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I am so worshipful. We, as a family, like usually our son will bring his guitar, his acoustic mm, guitar and we'll cool. sing around the campfire. Um, and I'll be honest, I would love to say that every Sunday we sit around and have a like full on formal Sunday service because that's what I feel like I want to be doing or should be doing, but we don't, but we very often he'll play worship songs around the campfire. We'll sing them. Um, sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he plays other songs and we sing them, but we go hiking. We see God in nature. We do pray when we're out there sometimes, sometimes we don't, sometimes we talk about God and nature. Sometimes we don't, but I do believe that when, when you allow yourself to be free from the guilt of what you think you should be doing in the, in, and trade that in for embracing worship where you are, mm -hmm. that can be powerful. Now, if you're a person that feels like, well, I don't agree with that. I believe that it's sinful not to go to church on Sunday, then this is not for you. I'm not telling mm -hmm. you to do that. For me, yeah. I've come to terms with we can worship God as a family and maintain our faith. And sometimes, to be honest, the experiences we have on the weekend that we're camping or the conversations I have with my kids mm -hmm. are more worshipful and probably more spiritual than yeah. doing our time an hour on a Sunday morning or two hours or whatever it is. Um, so I don't know. That might be controversial. And I'm absolutely, this is one of those meat sacrifice to idols things. Mm -hmm. If your conscience tells you not to skip church to go camping on the weekend, then please don't. But if like, let's say your spouse is just adamant mm -hmm. that, yeah, I want to go camping and um, I want to be away this weekend. And it's so important to me. And doing that would maybe allow your family to experience something very cool in mm -hmm. summertime and you don't yeah. feel like it's conflicted, you know, maybe be open to those kinds of things. And I don't mean just camping. I'm just using that as an example. Um, But, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just think in general, being open to prayer and worship looking different in the summer is okay. It, yeah. It's definitely okay. Now I'm not saying, you know, justifying being at the beach every Sunday morning instead of at church and calling it beach ministry, like eh, that might be stretching it a little bit. But then again, if it literally is, I don't know, that's, that's totally up to you. I'm not going to be judgy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just whatever, whatever, you decide 
is, I don't know, right for you and your place in life right now? Yeah. Well, I know our church, we kind of embrace some of the seasonality because between basically Labor Day and Memorial Day, or opposite from Memorial Day to Labor Day, um, there's no Sunday school. You know, it's just the the church hour. Right. Um, some of it is practical because it is harder to find people who are able to commit to like be in the nursery and, and all of that because especially in Alaska, summer hits for like six weeks and everybody scatters to take advantage of it. Um, But even, even if like every single person is still in town, I kind of do like having both. I would not want to never have Sunday school because there is more like discussion that comes up and things like that. It's more engaging. I get to know the people in Sunday school more than just sitting next to somebody in a service. But I also really like that for a few months, we we don't have to rush to get out of bed. We can do a, you know, a Sunday brunch together as a family, right? So I, I like that there's both. And I think that that's really important for our prayer lives as well. You're going to have seasons where your prayer life is going to look really disciplined, kind of like the school year prayer life. And the the more routine you have in your day-to-day, the easier it is to establish that. And then let's say that for three months out of the year, right, you're you're on summer schedule or maybe you're um, a sports family. And so like fall is really, really busy because you're doing all this scurrying. I think we can kind of, again, appreciate, yeah. In the summer, farmers have to scurry. Homesteaders have to scurry. Um, And their worship is going to be while they're out weeding their garden. Um, And then I think what's important is to make sure that those times of scurry are seasons, because Mm -hmm. otherwise it is too easy for that to become your lifestyle, right? And so if your time of scurrying is truly a season, then I think we can embrace it and we can love it and we can worship God through it. And then we know that it's time to go and get plugged in again, right? So like for us, we take the summer off of Sunday school and then I'm really looking forward to the fall when it starts up again, right? Because there is more engagement there or things like that. So I think that that's an important distinction. Are you just always, 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 always busy and coming up with excuses not to pray or not to fellowship? Or are you truly in a season where there's a short window, right? Like I would say a a six weeks to three months of scurrying. A lot of us can physically cope with that. But our bodies, like we talked about, they are not designed to keep up that pace, 365 days a year, right? Like that's why God gave us winter. I I remember when the kids were little and we lived in Anchorage and it was summer and we did all the social things. Like we did all the park dates and all the play dates. And so like I would say on a given week, we probably had like on average more than one thing a day that we were going out to do, right? Library activities. And it was really, really fun. But Every so often when a really rainy day came and we just decided to all stay in, that felt really nice too. And I felt like that was that was a gift from God because I wouldn't have slowed us down 
but the weather sure did. Or, you know, even times where you and I have talked about, and it sounds really bad, but I think most moms can um, understand and appreciate. Sometimes it's really nice when the kids are just sick enough that it keeps you home, but not sick enough that they're really miserable, right? So it's, hey, let's just watch movies all day. <laughs> or like every so often having that reset day is also very, very um, important. And that's a gift too. I was just thinking about that because I can definitely relate to, I feel like Alaska summers, I, I start feeling guilty like right about now in May. Right now we're mm-hmm. recording. It's very early May. I start mm-hmm. almost feeling guilty about all the things that I'm not going to do this summer that uh-huh. I'm going to have on my list mm-hmm. before it even starts because it is so fleeting. And every yes. summer I come away thinking, oh man, it's over. But it's mm-hmm. like when we have, because when there's a beautiful sunshiny day, I do, there, there's a time about midsummer mm-hmm. that I wake up during a beautiful sunshiny day, assuming we've had a lot of sunny days. I mean, there are yeah. some summers that you're just desperate mm-hmm. for a sunny day, but right. when there have been a lot of them and I feel that kind of pressure to, oh, we've got to get out and enjoy this day. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely kind of find this like, oh man, I wish it would rain just so we could be at home and I wouldn't feel uh-huh. guilty. <laughs> And it's the same with the sick thing. Like you were saying, we've Mm -hmm. talked about, it's just, you know, you know that you're busy when your kid gets, gets just a little bit ill, maybe a low grade fever, Mm -hmm. but they're still Mm -hmm. fine sitting and watching movies or playing games or something. Mm -hmm. And, and you're just like, okay, I can clear the schedule today and we can just be still. Mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe when you start feeling that way, it might be a cue to just, I, I think there's so much of this is it's just so important to do some check-in with yourself, which involves prayer. I think probably the whole process of this embracing seasons, Mm -hmm. it would probably do all of us good uh, to prepare for the season change, whatever that looks like, whether it's Mm -hmm. season or life, life change or whatever it is. Um, But just to take some time and, and ask a few questions like number one, what I don't know which order you should ask this. I guess what are what are my hopes for this new season? Mm-hmm. What are my fears for this new season? What am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like for instance, summer. For me, my hopes for the summer are to get to enjoy Alaska for all of it is, all of it, all that it is in the summer, and mm-hmm. and for my kids to get to experience whatever it is for as long as we can. My fears are failing to follow through with some of the things that would allow Mm -hmm. us to enjoy those things um, and not having the time or not making the time to do all of the things that would be nice to do, um, Mm -hmm. squandering the time by not Mm -hmm. taking advantage of it. Um, But then, you know, asking God, what are your goals? What are your plans for Mm -hmm. this season for me? Because they're Mm -hmm. not always the same. Right. And so there's this fine line between what I want to do this summer or this whatever, um, what I want my prayer life to look like. I want to get up every single morning and sit on the back porch that's south facing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. enjoy the morning sunshine with coffee in my journal before anyone wakes up because the sun Mm -hmm. is always out. Um, That is my plan. And it seems like it would be God's plan too, but I don't know. I I think just maybe sitting with God and and working through in whatever order you feel like, maybe throw the spaghetti on the wall of Mm -hmm. all the things you want out of the summer. And then maybe go through that list and say, is this 
from you. Yeah. I love that for me, you know, and just Mm. take some time to prayerfully pray about what your prayer life is going to look like or what your summer or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, is going to look like your plans, whatever those look like. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people, summer does mean uh, more flexibility, right? Each day doesn't necessarily look exactly the same. And so I think it is important to, to hold your quiet times, Lucy. So I'm picturing you on the porch and let's say, let's say you get great at that. Let's say every morning you're out there from seven 30 to eight, you're enjoying that beautiful sun and the beautiful views and the fresh air. And you're spending that time with God, but then let's say like one of your kids wakes up a little early and they're having huge doubts about their faith. Like nobody's going to expect you to say, oh, sorry, honey, I'm, I'm spending my time with God. I I can't talk to you right now. Right. Right. So I think, yeah, we, we still can be open. We, we can be disciplined, but also open to what comes up kind of like me homeschooling little kids in May. We still did stuff, but we were always open to that to change when, you know, the right opportunity came up. So, yeah, I would I would encourage people to think about where they're going. The other thing I was thinking of, so so we're pretty lucky. We don't live in a state where summers become unbearably uncomfortable, but some people do. And so in your cases, sometimes your um, your productivity drops in the summer. Sometimes you just feel like the energy completely saps you. We have maybe a total of like seven to 10 days a summer where the temperatures in the house get like in the high 70s or maybe even the low 80s. And we're just not used to that. And nobody has AC out here. And it, it is, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's hard to... It's hard to think. And so if you're in a in a place like that where like, you know, Jamie and I, we look forward to summer because it's like we get this short burst of beautiful weather. Maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you're kind of dreading it because it is sort of miserable. So I would say like think about think about your best time, maybe just like first thing in the morning before it gets really, really hot. And make use of that time and then just recognize, yeah, by noon and later. I'm not going to be at my best mentally because I'm so stinking hot and uncomfortable. I think it's important for us to, like you said, be checking in. How are you feeling right now? And how are your surroundings impacting how you feel? Because all of those things do impact our prayer lives and our spiritual lives as well. Yeah. And I would say transitioning transition times are a great time to take advantage of if you haven't already, or if you don't during the bulk of the year. Um, or the bulk or your other, your previous season, whatever, taking advantage of all of the resources we have now. I mean, there are tons of prayer journals that you can take with you wherever you go. You can sit in your car and have a quiet time, whether it's 90 degrees out or five. Well, don't sit in the car at 90 degrees for very long. I don't think that's safe. Well, I guess with the AC (laughs) running, it would be okay. Okay. Not with the the car turned off, please. Right. But yeah, well, we, we used to live in Arizona and Las Vegas where it was kind of flipped the summer was when you would take your kids to the mall to play in the indoor. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically we had like a neighborhood pool that had like a little shady area by the kiddie pool, but you Uh were done by 9am. Like you could not really tolerate it Mm -hmm. most days. So yeah, just take advantage of the resources that you can use, whether it's listening Mm -hmm. to podcasts, listening to sermons online, um, 
reading, listening to audiobooks that will increase your faith, even if you're not at home on a weekend, if you really feel like right. you have to participate in a formal worship service, even when we're camping a lot of the times, there's Wi-Fi, <laughs> there, there's cellular, not Wi-Fi, there's cellular signal, mm -hmm. many places that we camp, some not, but, um, you know, for those of you that are traveling over the summer and visiting people when, you know, maybe your kids are out of school, you can bring in some of these other resources to kind of, you know, just infuse your family or your life mm -hmm. or your prayer life with, with, um, input, spiritual input, yeah. when maybe you're not at home to get it in person, or maybe you're mm -hmm. not there to sit on your porch and have your typical quiet time, but mm -hmm. you're taking a journal that you use during that time. And you're kind of bringing it along with you. You're bringing that part of your prayer life with you into the woods to go on a hike yeah. and then sit and be alone with God, whatever it is there. There are a lot of ways you can pivot and bring, you know, bring God with you, even if you're not where you're used to when mm -hmm. you're used to being there. Yeah. Well, and for the people who kind of like your family are planning on having a very, very, very busy summer, I could almost see this time of year being useful to almost be um, almost a reverse, like be the squirrel getting ready for winter. By that, I mean, if you know you're about to dive into a very intense six week period of just lots and lots of busyness, Take a little time if you've got the luxury to see it coming to sort of fortify yourself mentally, physically, make sure you're getting good sleep, make sure you're taking a little extra care of your body, make sure you're not pushing yourself full throttle in the weeks leading up to that. There are ways, if you know you're going into a busy season even, to just um, prepare your body to, to ease into that. And then when you come back, you can ease back into normal life, right? Like that's why when people um, travel and come home, it's really hard. Like some people are okay at it, but it's really hard for me to jump right back in. Oh, it's Monday. And now, you know, it's just as if I hadn't been away from home for a week or something. Sometimes we do just sort of need to ease in and out of these seasons, just like nature does, right? Like it's, it's not like we woke up one day and all the snow had melted. <laughs> it's here's a little bit of sunshine. Here's a little bit of flurries. Here's a little bit more sunshine. Now it's mushy and melting. Oh, now it's frozen, right? We we get to transition in and out of nature seasons. And I think in as much as we can, we should be helping ourselves and our families transition in and out of life season. So it's not just an immediate, you know, sometimes you can't help it. I remember the first time we moved from Anchorage, um, where we had lived for basically all of our kids' memory, at least, and our first move out into this really, really rural homesteading community, like the first night our, our son was maybe eight or so, and he was just so overwhelmed. And it was the very first time as a mom that I just, I couldn't even comfort him. I mean, I could be there for him, but there was nothing I could do to make it easier right? Like there was nothing I could do or say. It was just like, yeah, this is a big change because some changes are, they are, they're overnight, right? You don't have time. Like <laughs> you get a call that you've been on an adoption list for five years. You get a call that there's a newborn and you show up at the hospital that day. That's not a transition that you can maybe ease, <laughs> ease into. Um, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes they come fast, but when you see them coming, like, okay, we know we're going from the school year now to the summer months or, 
I'm going from this busy time at work to the downtime, right? Maybe you're a, a CPA and you just finished like the busy tax season. You can ease back into whatever season you're going into in as much as you can. Yeah. Well, and like the whole school conversation of this is going to be hard coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking in terms of the summer, it would be a great opportunity, like look for opportunities to turn it into a positive thing, such as like, you know, just thinking about talking to the kids and saying, you know, we want to make sure that even though we're not going to church when we're camping, like let's come up with some ways that we can be worshipful, some ways that we can incorporate mm -hmm. worshiping God and prayer into our time camping, or if we're going mm -hmm. out of town, you know, what are some ways, you know, just even incorporating your, including your family members in mm -hmm. those conversations of, of how to transition, you know, not just preparing yourself and preparing, yeah. you know, to say, okay, I want to be intentional. Cause I think intentionality is so important. And it's not something that comes really easily to me. I think some people are naturally more planners Mm -hmm. And are just very intentional in general, but I, I tend to be more of kind of a fly by the seat of my pants person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I do have to make a point to be intentional or I, or I won't be, well, I guess that's the whole definition of intentional, right? <laughs> Making a point to do it. But anyway, um, but just, yeah, not only preparing yourself for whatever mm -hmm. season is coming or whatever season you've been thrown into immediately, and just mm -hmm. saying, okay, how can I, how can I make sure that God is at the center of this? What are some, some, you know, few yeah. steps that I can take to ensure that whether it's making sure that I always have my prayer journal with me to remind me to write, you know, to journal and, and, mm -hmm. you know, always have mm -hmm. my Bible app downloaded yeah. so that I don't have to rely on cellular signal for it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a good plug. We can close with through the mindful Christian prayers podcast. If you're looking mm -hmm. for resources to help you pray on the go, they're usually about 10 minutes long and you can, yeah, I, that's what I like to do before I travel is I like to have things downloaded that I can listen to. Cause like even driving from my house to yours, we only have cell service for probably less than half of that drive. Yeah. So, you know, the night before I'm always like making sure I've got a lot downloaded that I can listen to while I go. So that's, um, that's a good one for people who want to have, yeah, just a little bit of structured resource to help you stay focused in your prayers. You can listen to it, you know, during commutes or during walks or while you're falling asleep or, or, you know, while you're out and about, while you're watching the kids at the playground or enjoying that time in the garden. And yeah, so let's just close with, um, I hope everybody has a beautiful summer and I guess <laughs> hello to everybody in the Southern hemisphere. Have a beautiful winter, I guess for you. That's right. But We've got that, a lot of Aussies that listen. Know that summer Don't is coming them. to you as well, <laughs> but um, yeah, just to, to embrace the gifts of the season that you're in because they all are important. Amen. Well, let's, uh, you want to close in prayer? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Want me to? Sure. All right. God, we just thank you for seasons. It's obviously something that's important to you. It's um, built into nature, the, the cyclical seasonal nature of things. And we just thank you for change. We thank you that, um, that we're constantly changing, that our situations are constantly moving and evolving and, and because we know that you're in them 
And so we just lift up this upcoming season, whatever it is, whatever the person listening right now is approaching, is looking forward to or not looking forward to. God, we lift it up to you as good because it is yours, because you are in it. And we just pray that you would open our eyes to what you have for us in this next season that we're looking forward to. I just pray for each person right now, God, that you would help them to be open to change, to be released from guilt in Jesus name, to be open-minded and teachable, and just to be receptive to your spirit's leading in this new season, especially in terms of how they can maintain connection with you or even increase and, and cultivate connection with you in a way that they weren't able to in any other previous season. And we just ask that you would be present in each one of our lives, that you would guide us and direct us and just give us, um, give us a desire to pursue you and just to chase after you and for hearts that would be drawn to you, God, in every way. In Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.